0: See enemies flee praise the lord 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 good morning people of god hallelujah come on stand to your feet stand to your feet it's cloudy outside but it's okay we are in here and we are in the presence of the lord amen 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 come on i want to hear you hallelujah There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare your heart leaving home. Your presence Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your prayer Hey, it's me.
1: to bow your heads with us as we pray and continue to worship the Lord this morning. Father God, we thank you for all you all the spirit this morning, oh God. Lord God, we want to be aware of your presence this morning, oh God. We thank you for bringing us together one more time in this fashion, oh God, as we worship you this morning. We worship you because you are great and greatly to be praised. There is none other like you, none to compare, Lord God. You are the one that is and that is to come. You are the one that we adore, the one that we worship and praise, oh God. We give you all the glory and all the honor this morning, oh God. We thank you for your presence, Lord God. We thank you for your love, oh God. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for every person that you brought in this place this morning, oh God. We ask you to bless the remaining portion of the service. The man of God as he come before us this morning, the praise singers, oh God, everyone that is sitting in the congregation this morning, oh God, oh our online congregation. Bless us and keep us, oh God, and help us to continue to worship because you're worthy to be praised have your way among us oh God we ask your will to be done in the name of Jesus we pray in the mighty name of Jesus come on give Hallelujah. the Lord another round of applause Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. 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 come on let's bless the Lord for we know that he is fighting for us that is pushing back darknesses. That is lighting our kingdom. Come on, clap your hands this morning as we give up the shout of praise. Hallelujah! Father, you are worthy to be praised, and we honor you, Lord God, in spite of Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! God is fighting kingdom that cannot be shaken in the name of Jesus, enemy defeated, and we will shout it out, shout it out, God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting I will live, I will not die. The resurrection, power of pride, but I've and I am free.
1: The Lord, Hallelujah! Come on, continue to worship the Lord. He's ready to be praised. God is fighting for us. He's pushing back every darkness. Amen. We're here this morning to praise Him because He's great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated if you can. Amen. If you want to stand and worship, that's all right too. Amen. But we want to take this time out to welcome everyone that is here this morning. Amen. There is a spirit of worship in this place this morning and I pray God will continue to let his hand be upon us and that he will continue to bless us this morning. Amen. We're serving an awesome God church. Amen. We're serving an awesome God. We're serving a mighty God. We love him this morning and we're going to continue to praise him because it's only in the praises where we get our blessing. Amen. So the more we praise him, the more he's going to bless us. You know, I, I I look over this morning and I seen Brother Luke and I'm saying, Oh my God. I don't know if he changed his number or what's happening. But uh, you know, as Pastor always said, he's gonna send out his uh, you know, the hint hints out there to the hit man uh, to go out there. Look, and I'm saying, you know, I'm gonna have to drive in the neighborhood one of these days to see what's really going on, you know. But you know, it, it's good to see everyone this morning, in the house of God. You know, um I tell my dear sister this morning that that um you know, it, it, when you're here for the third time, we're, we're claiming you. You, you. You're no longer a visitor in this place. You know, um, I, I want you to know that we're we we're genuine in what we do here for the Lord. You know, we don't go through the motion. We just don't say things. We mean what we say. And um, we want you to know that if you're here for the first, second, third time, you know, the third time you're family. You know, the first time you're family, we're getting to know you. The second time, we're getting to know you a little bit more. But the third time you've been here, we know you a lot more to claim you. So, you know, we, we, we want you to feel comfort Deborah, to be a part of what God is doing in the hour that we're living in. And we want you to be a part of the blessing that God has in store for us. You too can inherit whatever blessing God has for us. It's just a matter of you just hoping your heart, open your mind, and just let God do what he has to do in your life, and God will do it. Amen. Don't forget we have a few announcements. This Friday, don't forget uh for the ladies, we have a special straight straight talk for the ladies. Um it's going to be an awesome time. Um on uh, or, uh you know, I'm going to say Oh, Hon, uh Pastor Cole, you know, she she she's she you know, <laughs> she, she she she's here, you know. <laughs> So, she, she, she's going to be with us and um, she's going to be our speaker. So, we pray, ladies, invite your other your, uh, lady friends if you can. It's going to be a great time. When I say a great time, you know, it's always good when you can come together and hear something from the Lord. And when someone else has a word, you know, just to encourage us, it it's it's something. Whether or not it's a ladies' function or it's a men's function or if it's a church function, it's always good, Brother Darrell, just to be in the presence of God because there is always something beneficial going on. Amen. And don't forget, this is our first uh, multicultural rally in Jersey City this coming Friday, this actually, I'm sorry, this coming Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. We want you to, uh, you know, come out and be a blessing if you can. Uh, from here, it's about an hour, a ride, hour 15 minutes spending traffic, so it's not a bad ride going up there. Uh, plenty of parking. You don't have to worry about on the street parking. There are plenty of parking in the back of the building. Um, so everyone, if you can come out, you know, encourage you to be a part of um, what's going on. You know, uh, the third thing I want to mention is about our building. You know, we, we, we do need our building, church. You know, um, you know. As Pastor always saying, you know, we don't need to have it because we want to say we have a building. Because if God wants us to be here, this is where God's going to let us be. If we, have, if we have to have two service until God ready to take us out of here, we just gotta have to do it. We have no choice, you know. But if God wants us to have a building, and I'm praying that soon and very soon that door will be open for us. You know, um, our 9 a.m. service, we, you know, the place is packed. You know, you can see we, we don't have a lot of room. And then, of course, our 10, 30 service, you can see all of you that is wrong. You just have one or two empty chairs here and there. You know, our online congregation, we do apologize for our uh, technical difficulty we have in. You know, um, Saturday night, I was watching the prayer um, where I was, and I know we have an issue with our, our service. So, you know, stay tuned. And this is why we need our building. You know, so, you know, that way we can get all these technical issues addressed, get these all technical issues fix i don't like to know that we we're here in church and you're home in church dressed hopefully uh in church worshiping the lord with us and then you have having frustration that what's going on you know so in fact i saw somebody text earlier in the in the text that uh oh no not again you know we don't need it to feel that way we want you to be a part of what's going on if god is moving you can feel the presence of god wherever you are also amen so, um, you know, it's offering time. We're getting ready to collect what we're offering this morning. I want you to uh, give the Lord a round of applause this morning because he's worthy to be praised. That's right. That's all right. Remember, if you're giving electronically or if you're giving online, you can go to www.myccc.faith. If you're giving to PayPal, it's at Christ Center Church. And if you're giving in that cash app, it's the dollar sign. CCC twenty seven eleven, and if you're paying here in the congregation, you can see Brother Jordan uh, over over by our booth there. Amen. And um, you know, as as I, I always said, you know, we are trying to raise one point seven million dollars. So if you know anyone that want to be a blessing, you know, we'll make sure your name. Be Said, you know, donated by so and so. You know, we want you to know that you are a part of what God is doing, a part of the blessing. Amen. If you want to stay on and must, you know, what I mean, uh, you, you, don't, you don't want to, you know, let it be known or said, you know, we want to make sure you can also, you know, be a part of it. We, 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 we try to be very transparent in whatever we do, and we want to make sure we're straight up being honest with you. When we raise over $1.7 million, we're going to tell you we are there. But if you want to continue to bless, to upgrade, whatever, we're going to say, bless, give us the Lord, bless you. Amen. So we're going to invite you to stand with us at this time. Amen. As we uh, pray for our offering this morning. Father God, we love you. We thank you one more time for all your precious people that you bring in this congregation this morning, for our online congregation. Father God, as we're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask your blessing, oh God, upon every giver's those who have to give, those who have not likewise. Make a way, O God, that we can continue to bless you and give you all the glory. You're worthy to be praised. You provide for us, O God. And as we give back a portion of your blessing, we ask you to continue to open up doors for us and that your will continue to be done in our life. We give you all the glory and all the honor as we worship you this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. We have two ushers here in the front and one in the middle. Feel free to bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord.
2: hallelujah come on clap your hands unto the lord amen thank you gentlemen appreciate how you are just faithful servant brother scarlet thank you you blessed us this morning in ministering the word of the lord and here you are still just serving the lord god bless you man of god appreciate you thank god for you amen well it's time to get into the word of the lord Brother Izzy, good to see you this morning. Amen. Amen. Brother Izzy's soldier. Amen. He is a soldier. He is a soldier, man. I I have so much respect for those that serve in the armed forces and Brother Izzy serving the armed forces. Thank God for him. Amen. Well, a lot going on and so we don't want to take away from what the Lord wants to do. So, if you will stand with me and turn your Bibles to Galatians, chapter 5, amen. Again, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, good to be with you. I echo Brother Scarlet's sentiment um, as far as um, our online congregation. We've been having um, technical difficulties, and I really feel bad about that because I just can't imagine, you know, you want to get involved and uh technology gets in the way. And so we're doing everything that we can. But again, as he mentioned, part of our resolution to these things is us having our own building where we can set up and control our own, you know, technical situation. Amen. Um, You know, part of what I do in my company that I worked for for many years, whenever we go into any facility and we set up our operation, we always have Verizon and Comcast. Um, and you wonder, well, you know, if you just need one kind of, you know, service, why you have to have both? And we always do it because we know we need operations to keep going. And if one goes down, we still have the other one. This is why sometimes you might feel like, why is he so over the top? It's because I work for corporations that they make sure they never, ever are at a disadvantage. And I can't come to the kingdom of God, the house of God, and put us in a disadvantage. I can't. This, what, what we do here in this life is temporary. What we're doing in the kingdom of God is eternal. And so there's no comparison as to what should be just tight and working the right way. And by far, it's the kingdom of God. So I try to do everything I can. And when I'm in a position where there's nothing I can do, I just feel really terrible about it. So just keep praying that um, God will open the door. I feel pretty good about um, w- where we are and what, what we have done to pursue um, th- the facilities in which we're trying to get to make sure we have enough room. Uh, the facility look like, um, I mean, it would...
0: so powerful
2: what they would say to be and so you know this area you know we went to a good university we like to say that in this area right and so you know going to church we like to say yes our family do go to church and you know there's just certain traditional things that we do in this area but it's not godly and so when we hold to religious ways of being then we don't realize that we can never really be who god wants us to be and so in this area we we are um um the 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 financial hub of the world we are the power and the authority in the world. The other day you heard about the, um, the, the, the Haitian um, um, president, prime minister getting assassinated. What they said, first thing they said, U.S., we need you here. Where did that command come from? The Northeast, Washington, D.C., So however we're going to operate throughout the world, who we support or don't support, that order comes from Washington, D.C. That's the Northeast, our financial institution. It comes from New York. And so this area, the Northeast region, is what runs this world, not the United States only, this world. And so we need the church to have a bigger footprint in this area. We need to demonstrate of God is about in this area, and that is why we're doing what we're doing. I don't care if we have uh, 1,500 people, 5,000 people, or 50 people. It doesn't matter to me. What does matter is that we make ourselves available to God that he can use us to help to bring about his revival in this area where children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and nieces and nephews, people that are babies now, that's not even here now, that when they come on the scene, we won't struggle to send them to a real church that can help them and get them saved. Whether you know it or not, You can go into a lot of doors this morning of houses of worship and you will not receive instructions as to how you can be saved to go to heaven. They can tell you God is good. They can tell you give and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. They can tell you God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. They'll tell you all of these things which are true. But what if you're not saving all of that? Is that any good? And so we have a lot of that going on in our world where you can go to places and hear something that make you feel good, encourage you, but you still will not be walking the saved lifestyle. I don't want listen, I would rather go and you tell me the truth that hurt me and I'm saved, than you tell me all that's good and I miss heaven. Galatians chapter five. hallelujah. Woo, God have your way this morning. We've been talking about being led by the spirit on Thursdays. And I just feel these days, you know, can I tell you a little secret, a little secret before I get started? Sometimes you got to forgive me. Sometimes I might seem a little. What's the word? Short. Short. Um, No, no, I'm getting ready to tell you something different. Short. Sometimes I seem short, meaning I don't say a whole lot. And if you got something to say, I might cut you off. You want me to tell you what I get like that? I told you I can't, Ethan. I can't do a lot of multitasking. I'm not very good at multitasking. When God starts to put pressure on me about certain things, that's when I get short. I can't multitask. And what he's doing overwhelms me. It pushes me and moves me. And everything that don't fall within that, I don't have time for it. I don't like that about me, but I just don't multitask good. So once God starts pushing me and pressing me real strong about anything, it's like I cut everything out of it. And like, what are you telling me? And if it doesn't coincide with what God is showing me, I'm like, all right, later for that. I don't want to hear that. So I get short. So please forgive me in these next few weeks and few months because I feel that way right now. I feel like God is doing something. And I feel like God is working and pushing me and pressing me. And I just can't incorporate a whole lot of other stuff into it right now. I just can't. So, forgive me. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 1. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 1. The word of God says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Jesus, your word is already established and settled. Now help us to incorporate your word into our life. That we will not just be hearers of your word, but we can now live out the word of God. And Lord... Oh, Father, the word that we read and we hear, we will begin to live it out that somebody may see the word alive because we're living the word. I pray today, Lord, that the power from on high will move upon us in a special way and that, Lord, you will do just what needs to be done. In our heart, in our mind, in our soul. I pray the help of the Holy Ghost upon me this morning, in me, and upon you that are hearing what the Spirit is saying, and that something will change, something will happen, and we will not walk out of this place the same. I pray, Father, rain down on us, Lord God, for it's not by might nor by power, but by your Spirit, saith the Lord. We thank you this morning as we honor and pray. Praise you in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning on this topic, freedom reigns. Freedom reigns. Freedom is very important to everyone but it's especially important, I know for sure, in America. Our country was founded on freedom or liberty, if you will. Hmm. When you listen to the words of our pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stand, one nation, under God, huh. indivisible with liberty and justice for all, man, we need to say sometimes, Listen, for this Pledge of Allegiance that we have, we claim we are one nation under God, and we better act like it and stop trying to keep God out of the nation. We already wrote that into the Pledge of Allegiance that we're one nation under God. And so if we're one nation under God, let's be under God. And it says indivisible with liberty. That word liberty means freedom and justice for all. So in America, we believe strongly in freedom. In most countries of the world, their Independence Day, or similar term, is probably the biggest holiday of the year. People want to be free. And to have the opportunity to govern themselves without intervention of other nations. We know that this country was established upon freedom to practice religion. That's what this country, the United States of America, was established upon. Those were the concepts that we want to be free to worship the God that we want to worship. And so this country was established on that. And so freedom is very important to us in the United States of America. Mankind is consumed, preoccupied, and focused on freedom. Everybody wants to be free. Doesn't matter where you are, what country it is, we want to be free. We don't like to be controlled and be told what to do. We want to be free to say, let me do what I feel like I need to do. We want the right to do whatever we want to do. That's how we feel as people. And we don't want to feel trapped. We don't want to feel controlled. We don't want to feel like we can't do what we want to do. So freedom is an underlining, if not main principle of every nation, reflected in their anthem, their pledges, their mottos, national art forms, vocabulary, and every fiber of their culture. Freedom is very important to us in this country. Wars have been fought for freedom and many lives have been lost. Let me give you some statistics. Revolutionary war, 4,435 people lost their life. Civil War, 214,939 people lost their life. World War I, 53,402 people died. World War II, 292,557 people died. Korean War, 33,686 people lost their lives. And Vietnam War, 47,400 and 10 people lost their lives because they were fighting for freedom. Freedom is very important. Today, we experience more freedom than any other country here in the United States, uh, and, 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 and it's duly because there are men and women that are fighting for our freedom. I know we've got some issues and, and and sometimes it seems skewed. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it's really freedom in some places and how people are treated. I get that. But this is still super better than most places in the world that you're going to go. So even though we've got some issues and some concerns here in the states, we still are the most free people in all the world. It's a, It's a reason why everybody, no matter where they are in this world, want to come right here to the United States of America. We want to be free. Freedom is important to us. We don't want to be controlled. We don't want to be held up and we don't want to feel like we can't breathe. We don't want to feel like we can't do what we have to do. We want to be free. We want to be free to do what we feel like we should be doing. But I want to tell you this. If we feel that strongly about being free. Oh, help me this morning. I want you to understand that none of us are really free except for if Jesus set us free. Let's not be hypocritical that we claim And we desire to be free in our life. But then we come and get to know who Jesus is. And all of a sudden, we don't want to be free. That is not real and that's not true. We want to be free in every aspect of our life. So when we come to Christ, we should want to be free. Hmm. No one besides Jesus Christ can provide us with real freedom. No one except the Lord Jesus Christ can provide us with real freedom. Somebody, you better be clapping your hands and be thanking God because what we think freedom really is isn't really freedom. What we are looking forward to and fighting for to say, I want to be free, it ain't really what it's supposed to be. We're fighting for this freedom. We're we're battling. We're losing lives, millions of lives to say I want to be free. But yet and still, we really aren't free. Jesus Christ is the only one that can provide freedom to us. Why? Because he is omniscient. You know what omniscient mean? It means he knows everything. Nobody else knows everything. Only one knows everything. His name is Jesus, the almighty God, manifest in flesh. Only one knows everything. So Jesus is omniscient. Jesus is omnipresent. It means he's everywhere, no matter where you go. And Jesus is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. Nobody else can claim to know everything. Nobody else can claim to be everywhere all at once. And nobody else can claim to be all powerful. So they can't really make you free. They can't because somebody can make you free, but somebody with more power can bring you back in bondage. Somebody can make you free that has influence in your life, but somebody who have greater influence in your life can bring you back in bondage. So who really can make you free? Because ain't none more powerful than Jesus. Ain't none more knowing than Jesus. Because Jesus is all-knowing. And ain't none that is present everywhere at once but Jesus. Therefore, no person, no organization can offer true freedom. Only Jesus can make you free. I know we feel free in America. I know there's countries around the world where we feel free and we feel like we can do whatever we want and life is good. But I'm still here to tell you, ask yourself, are you really free? Because if Jesus didn't set you free, you're not really free. You might think you're free. You, 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 might, you might believe that you're free, but if Jesus didn't set you free, you aren't really free. The Bible says that if the son, John chapter 8, 36, got to give it the A-V, if the son therefore shall make you free, he shall be free indeed. So whoever promised you freedom, they really can't really promise you freedom. They can only promise you what they can allow you to have, but guess what? You still won't be free because only Jesus can make you free. Jesus, his principles are different because they are governed by love and not a bill of rights. The principles of Jesus Christ will make you free because it's governed by love and not by a bunch of laws and bill of rights. Who the son Set free can't nobody else make you free I don't care who they are I love this country the United States of America is a great country I thank God for this country I thank God for the men and women that have gone ahead and have died because they gave their life so we can be free but I'm here to tell you except the son make you free you are not really free it's just according to the world standards and the world standards will never measure up to the standards of the kingdom of God. Amen. To live in sin is to live in bondage and slavery and only Jesus can make you free. So here is the story. We may be in a free country, the United States of America. We may be free to own our own business. We may be free to go and, and, and get a job and, and work and, and, and establish something for our family. We may be free to do whatever it is that we desire to do. But the bottom line is, if we're not free from sin, we're not really free. When you hear the preaching of the gospel and you obey the plan of salvation, or should I say the plan of freedom, I might change the plan of salvation to the plan of freedom because that's what really happened. When you obey the plan of salvation, you become free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek, it's saying it doesn't matter who you are. If you're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, it is the power of God to freedom. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power that will take you from bondage to freedom. The life of Jesus Christ, Jesus crucified, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, that is the plan to make you free. Not the government, not the Bill of Rights, but it's Jesus that will make you free. Oh, while wow, we're going through certain things and we're going through the pandemic and there's all kind of regulation and stipulation being placed. On the people which some was warranted some may not have been warranted but all kind of stipulations were being placed and we had to behave a certain way and we had to do things a different way and I understand all of it and some people panicked there were people that 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 panicked because they couldn't live normally this is why they kept liquor store open because they said even though you can't go into the church uh, to, to worship your God we're gonna leave the liquor store open why because people are panicking because people are they're stressed out because people need the the liquor to comfort them and to make them feel some sense of normalcy and so they leave liquor stores open but who the son sets free is free indeed. I didn't need a drink of wine. I didn't need a strong drink. I didn't need to go to no liquor store. I didn't need to go any place else to feel free. I wasn't, I wasn't losing my breath. I wasn't struggling to breathe because I'm having anxiety. I was free by the power of Jesus. Wasn't worried about what was going on. God had made me free. And who the son sets free is free indeed. Luke chapter 4 verse number 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor we won't have any excuse of what our status is why we couldn't get saved you won't be able to go to god and say but god i just didn't have but god if this didn't happen for me we will not have any excuse as to why we didn't respond to the word of god because the word of god will be preached to those that are poor in spirit but it will also be preached to you if you're just poor financially he had sent me to heal the brokenhearted if your heart is broken It doesn't have to stay broken because Jesus has sent us to preach and to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty, liberty, you see, when the gospel is preached, when we preach about Jesus, guess what? If you're bruised, you can be free. Guess what? If you if, if you are sick in the body, you can be healed. Guess what? If you're blind spiritually or physically, you can see when the word of God is being preached. If you're brokenhearted, your heart can be healed up. And if you're poor in spirit or poor financially, guess what? You can receive the gospel and it will transform your life. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. And so it is the response of obedience to the preaching of the gospel that will provide us with freedom or liberty. There is no greater symbol that we can look to when we're talking about life. Life. What, what, what is this? life? What's so important about life and how can we sustain life? Well, there is no greater symbol of life than the blood. Because the blood keeps us alive. Take the blood out of the body. Nurses, take the blood out of the body. Uh Uh-huh. So the blood is the single most important thing that keeps us alive. You wonder why Jesus decided it was going to be the precious blood of Jesus Christ that wasn't going to be shed to wash your sins. It's because life is in the blood and blood gives life and where there is no blood, there is no life. You can't be free without the blood of Jesus. You cannot be free without the blood of Jesus. When the blood is applied to your life, you will be free. Your bondage and sin will be gone. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. And so Jesus shed his blood. He laid down his life. For our sins that we wouldn't have to experience spiritual death that we wouldn't have to live in bondage that we wouldn't have to be eternally separated from him. He gave his life for our freedom. And so whatever freedom we're experiencing today in this country, in this world, I thank God for it. But I know the real freedom that I need is for the son to set me free. is for my sins to be forgiven. is for me to come out of bondage. That's the freedom that I need. You know... For many years, I ministered in the jail. So I can tell you, there are men and women in jail, locked up, that's being told what to do every moment, every minute, that's free. There are men and women that are in jail right now being told what to do every move they make they are told they cannot do whatever they want because they are incarcerated they are locked up and they're being told by an officer what they should do when they should wake up when the light should be turned off when they should take their shower when they should eat they are being controlled but guess what behind those bars uh, I told you that Jesus was omnipresent Uh, he's present behind those bars Uh, I told you Jesus is omniscient. He's all knowing. He's all knowing behind those bars. I told you, Jesus is omnipotent. He is all powerful behind those bars. And so you can be locked up behind bars. You can be locked up wherever. But if the sun sets you free, you are free. Woo! 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 He gave his life for us so we will be free. He gave his own life to pay our penalty because we were in debt. And if you don't take on, if you don't respond in obedience to what he has done, you're still in debt. Uh, Your sin controls you. You're in bondage and you're not free. We become free from bondage and slavery and sin when we obey the plan of salvation or the plan of freedom that God will make us free indeed. What is this plan of salvation that we need to obey in order for us to be free? The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so I tell you this morning: if you want to know the plan of salvation, how, how to be free? If you want to know that, is by following the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 38. And so So if you are not free and you want to be free today, you have to repent of your sins. You have to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. And God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's no other plan for you to be free. Everything else you will try to utilize to be free, you will never be free. The only way to be free is to follow the plan of salvation. And over and over, you hear me say this, and sometimes some of you squirm when you say when I say this. But I gotta always tell you, church, hear me. It doesn't make sense for us to fight for all of our freedom for millions of people to lose their life so we can have liberty, freedom in this world but yet and still we are in bondage by our sin but yet and still we're in captivity by our sin but yet and still we're controlled by our sin and there's only one way to get free from our sin and that's to embrace and obey the, the plan of salvation which is to be born again of the water and of the spirit. You've got to come to a place where you realize Jesus Christ Christ is God almighty he is the savior of the world and you can't be saved without him Preacher, why you go so hard on this? Because here is the essential part about being saved that people just overlook, that people think it's no big deal. And the bottom line is, this is the essential part of us being free is the salvation message. And we got to realize we have to follow it exactly the way God says. Remember what I told you. Jesus Christ is not the, 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 the second person in the Trinity. Jesus Christ is not just another, you know, uh, demagogue. A small God. Jesus Christ is almighty God. Listen to me. I would love to talk to you about this. But I just got to throw it out real quick. I don't know how you can have a son in heaven. You explain that. The Bible says flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. So tell me how can one be born? When flesh and blood can't be in heaven, so you can't actually mate and produce in heaven. So how did you get a son in heaven? How did you get a son in heaven? So we know that Jesus Christ didn't get consummated in heaven. Impossible. So we keep saying the son of God. The Bible says, son, just to let you know, once you're in this world, you got to be a son. If you are a male figure in this world, you got to be a son. So when you hear son, that's just him going with the flow of what the world, the society is all about. That if you're a male child walking this earth, you're a son. It's just that simple. But we're getting confused. Well, he, the son of God, that's just for this world's sake. Because if you're a male figure, you got to be a son. How else are you going to be here? You had to be a son. So that's why. But he's God almighty because here is why he's God almighty. No person in this world was perfect enough that was sinless, that was never in bondage, that was never in sin, that was never doing anything wrong. Nobody was in this world able to live that life. Nobody was qualified. And so he said, I look around for men, man and I found none. And so nobody was qualified to die for everyone because we all had a stain on our record. So only one didn't have a stain. And guess what? Check this out, Stace. We we probably was going to say, that's unfair, you're God, so yes, you're perfect. And that's why Y'all, y'all ever, ever, get, ever get to learn who this God is? You will just start shouting with me. So we, can, we could have went and said, well, you, it's kind of unfair you saying you perfect and sinless, but you're God. And he says, okay. And he says, watch this. As much as I'm God, I'm going to become just like one of y'all. I will not be any different from any one of y'all. I am going to come to your world and take on flesh and blood just like you. Be like you, hurt like you, cry like you, eat like you, run like you, pray like you. I'm going to do everything like you. So when I become man like you and do everything like you and showed you that I still didn't sin, now you will see I'm qualified to say I'm sinless and perfect as a man. If you ever come to surrender and obey that Jesus Christ is almighty God and while he became the son of God and he still is God and he still was all-knowing, he still was all-powerful, he still was all-present because he's God. Everything was in him still as he walked as a man. And remember I've been telling y'all, I know that sounds like incredible. And guess what I'll tell you, it might be incredible to your mind, but I thank God that's the kind of God that I serve, that he can do that kind of stuff. Because if you're trying to tell me the God that you serve is limited in what he can do, I don't want to serve that God. Whatever God you're serving that you're saying, well, he's the son of God. And so, okay, you go ahead and serve that God that's limited because I ain't serving no God that's limited. Okay. I'm not serving no God that's limited. I want to find the God who is unlimited, all powerful, all present, all knowing. That's the God I want to serve. So don't come telling me about the Son of God who is limited. (laughs) So, in order to be free, you have to follow the plan of salvation which is to understand who Jesus is. And when you come to that place and realize he has given his life for your life, then you realize in order to receive and accept salvation, I must repent of my sins, meaning stop living the way I want. I must be baptized, not in the titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, because guess what? The titles have no power. It's the name that has the power. You didn't get married, woman, to a husband and say, I'll just take the title husband and I won't take your last name. The name is what's important, not the title. So you repent of your sins. You decide that you're going to live a life that is pleasing unto your God baptized in his name, taken on his name, your sins is washed away, removed from you, and he promises he will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And guess what? I read my Bible, and every time someone was filled with the Holy Ghost in my Bible, they spoke with tongues. I'm getting ready to bring this thing to a close. Our freedom came at a great price. Jesus had to lay down his life for us to have freedom and eternal life. Sad to say, there are some people who feel very insecure with their liberty. God has given you freedom. You have obeyed the plan of salvation, some of you, and, but, but you're in a place where y- you feel insecure about the freedom that God has given to you once you're saved. You would rather be under the tyranny of some ungodly leader than than to make your own decision to freely submit under the authority of God and his leadership. Some people, yeah, they're believers, but they think once they are saved, they have the freedom to do whatever they want. That's not the freedom that he gave us. Other believers are frightened by the liberty that they have according to God's grace. They don't trust themselves. So they seek out fellowship that is legalistic and dictational, where they can let others make their decisions for them. I don't know if you ever noticed this. I've seen churches where the people don't make one move except they go and ask the pastor. Everything, pastor, should I paint the house blue or should I paint it yellow? Pastor, I'm getting ready to buy a car. Should I get a Toyota or should I get a Honda? Pastor, I'm getting ready to do, I send my kid to college. Should I work three jobs or two jobs to make that extra money? And we go on and on and on. We gotta go to pastor about everything. Well, guess what Christ said at church? Who the son has set free is free indeed. You have access to go to the king of kings and the Lord of lords on your own and ask him what you will and he will tell you. If he doesn't tell you, then you come to me and say, pastor, I've been praying. I've been seeking the Lord. I haven't heard from him. Pastor, what's your thoughts about this? Because I've been asking God and I haven't heard from him. Then we will talk. We might just even pray right then there on the spot. Let's pray and see if he talked to us now. Or I might be able to tell you something I already know because he was dealing with me on what you came to me about. But don't you come running talking about I'm getting ready to buy a house next week. (laughs) What do you think I should do? Who the son has set free is free indeed for you to have your own relationship with God. Now don't get it twisted. If I see you doing something crazy, I'm going to come to you and says, God is not in that. Y'all, y'all don't like when the pastor got to come and says, that ain't God. Y'all want me to always agree with y'all. crazy? I don't always agree with me. And you want me to agree with you every time? No. If we're living for God, if we're serving God, we need to know what God is saying and doing, and that's who we need to obey. So just understand, when I come to you and say, that ain't of God, and when I come to you and tell you that ain't of God, I have scripture. I have scripture. I was talking to this young man yesterday. He came out. He, he comes by a, 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 quite a bit, and we love him, and great kid. But, but he had this zeal for God that is just awesome. But in his mind, he feels like he doesn't have to be in a church. He can just move around and do his thing just telling people about God. Now, I had to have a whole long conversation with him yesterday. He's 13 years old, and he's full of fire for, the, for God. But I had to say to him, I say, young man, Listen to me. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, obey them that have the rule over you for they watch for your soul and they have to give an account. I say, go study that scripture and come back. I I I said, why God is telling you to obey them and why God is telling you they give account for your soul. So whatever God wants to do in your life, he needs you to be under his authority. It is so simple to me. Church, listen to me. God is going to use some of you in here great and mighty. But here is what's going to hinder you from being used by God. If you cannot submit to God's authority in your life, you can have all the talent, you can have all the ability that God has given you, you can have all the anointing God, but he won't use you if you don't submit. Why is that so important, preacher? Because he needs to know you are disciplined enough that when you are the ones that's leading, you will know how to treat his people. You want him to to trust you in what you are doing, but you don't want to submit. So the bottom line is what will happen is God can't trust you until you submit to authority, whether you agree or you don't agree. Because when you do that, what you're saying is you're fully in control of who you are and your discipline and you're a Christian man and woman of God. So what happens is when God puts you in the leadership role and things get a little crazy, he knows you won't run. He knows you won't do something crazy. He knows he can trust you. You, you follow what I'm saying? So it's a lot behind. You know, a lot of times we want to think about, I'm not listening to no man. He's just a man like me. First of all, he a man of God or she a, man, a woman of God. So they're under God. So as long as they're under God, you don't have anything to worry about. And as long as you're in a relationship with God, you don't have anything to worry about. Would, do you think that the kind, loving, just God is going to let somebody take advantage of you? <laughs> I, I held on to that probably 50% of my Christian life. I said, God loves me and I love him. I am going to submit to his authority and I'm going to trust that God will take care of me no matter what's going on because I'm going to be faithful to God. I'm going to serve God. I am going to do whatever God wants me to do and I'm not worrying about what anybody can do to me. Because as long as I stay faithful to God and obey God, you can't do nothing to me that God don't allow. And if God allow you to do something to me, he's trying to build something in me. And so I want to tell you this morning before I close up here, embrace your Christian liberty and live it out, church if you have surrendered your life to Christ and you have repented of your sins and you have been baptized in Jesus' name and you are endeavoring to live a holy and righteous life, I want you to embrace that life and don't you worry about anything or anybody. I'm here to tell you this morning, you need to live out being led by the Spirit of God. You need to live your Christian life out with joy you need to live your christian life out in excitement for christ you need to live your christian life out with praise you need to live your christian life out with worship you need to live it out with a christ-centered lifestyle you need to live it out with your faith in jesus christ you need to live out that life and be excited about it Who the Son set free is free indeed. And if God has made you free, don't you worry about a thing. Don't allow yourself to be held hostage by anyone or anything. For whom the Son has set free is free indeed. When God saved you, he made you free to run. He made you free to jump. Oh, somebody hear me this morning. When God made you free, he said, go ahead and dance. He said, go ahead and shout. He said, go ahead and sing. Go ahead and clap your hands. Go ahead and lift your voice. Go ahead and praise God. Because who the Son has set free I'm done. I'm done. Don't you worry about the looks people will give you when you worship God. Don't you worry about the things people will say when you praise God. I know that sometimes we hold back because we're thinking about what people may say or how they may look at us, but who the Son has made free is free indeed. Go ahead and look. Go ahead and give dirty looks. Go ahead and say whatever you want, but I'm going to live for God because he's made. Made me free. Don't entangle again yourself in the yoke of bondage. Take a stand in liberty. Take a stand in your freedom. Don't you be intimidated anymore to praise God. Don't you be intimidated anymore to shout for joy. Don't you be intimidated anymore to to clap your hands to 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 dance before the lord to 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 shout to pray aloud to worship don't you be ashamed because who the son has set free is free indeed. <laughs> Ah, church, I'm telling you, uh, if we're going to make a difference uh, in our own life uh, and in the life of others, uh, we got to realize that God has made us free uh, and we have to act and live like we're free uh, and not like we're in bondage anymore for God has brought us out of bondage. Uh, God has set us free uh, and though we have freedom in this world, it has no comparison to this freedom that God has given us. Here's something from the Holy Ghost. People gave their life for natural freedom. You better give your life for spiritual freedom. You better be ready to fight to the death of you for this freedom. You better be ready to shout and sing and dance and praise before the Lord for this freedom. Because people have given their life. We read the statistics. Millions have given their life to the freedom of this nation. And that's just freedom in the natural. What did I say earlier? We can be free in the natural and still be in bondage, still be bound, still be in captivity in the spiritual. You can be free and live in this free country for a long time. But if you die in your bondage, if you die in your sin, you will be eternally in captivity. And I'm here to tell you, we cannot even fathom what eternity in captivity will be like. And so if God has made you free, if you have responded to freedom that God has given you, you ought to stand to your feet. You ought to give God praise. You ought to clap your hands. You ought to lift your voice. You ought to leap for joy. You ought to sing unto the Lord. You ought to do your dance. Whatever it is, you ought to do because God has made you free. And you need to fight for this freedom stand stand you need to fight for this freedom and fight for this freedom I told you a long time ago ha. Huh i told you a long time ago i remember i was praising the lord and god said to me he you know god will deal with you on the level he needs to deal with you at to get his point across and i remember i was praising god and god said to me son you see your praise your praise is very important your praise is like the jab that a boxers use Your praise is like the jab a boxer uses. I don't know if you know anything about boxing, but when they're boxing, the jab always is out there. The jab is out there. The jab is out. Why? To keep your opponent at a distance. And I'm here to tell you, God made me know years ago, if you want to keep the devil at a distance, you got to keep praising because that's your jab. That's your jab. The moment you put down your praise, you get them all up in your face because you put down the jab. And that's what boxers do. When you stop jabbing, that's when they go for the knockout punch. When you put your hands down, that's when they go for the killer punch on you. But as long as you're like this, as long as you're keeping the jab out there, They stay at an arm's length. And God wants you to know your praise is like a jab of a boxer. Your praise is like the jab of a boxer. And the bottom line is, if you will always praise God, you will have less to do with the devil. If you will always praise God, you will have a whole lot less to do with the devil. The devil won't be able to do a whole lot in your life because you will have it at arm's reach. Arm's length. Arm's length. The devil will be trying to get in. He can't get in because your jab is out there. Listen to me. When the Bible says, who the son set free is free indeed. God knows that if you are free, you need to make sure that freedom is to praise the Lord. That freedom is to live for God. Because if you really understand that you're free and you take advantage of that freedom to do what you want, you put yourself back in bondage. If you were really good and perfect, you will be able to keep yourself out of bondage. But because you're not perfect, you can't keep yourself out of bondage. Only one can keep you out of bondage. Only one can keep you free. So the only way you can stay free is to live according to the one that makes you free, live according to his teachings his instructions that's the only way you're going to stay free the moment you take it up on yourself to do what you want to do you're back in bondage because you're imperfect and you will always make mistakes and you will always do things that get you jammed up because that's just the way it is you're not perfect if you were perfect jesus wouldn't have to come and save you so that's where we are today so he made us free so we can freely have relationship with him He made us free so we can freely serve him. As a matter of fact, he says when he made us free, he made us sons and daughters. We are no longer servant to sin. And so the bottom line now, we serve the Lord as sons and daughters, not as servants. That's different. A servant served to get paid. A servant served because they are being told to serve. Children serve their parents because they love their parents. They do things to their parents. So you want to serve God Because you love him. Because guess why? It goes back and forth. God has already served you by coming and giving his life. But he's still serving you today because he says, I'm Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. He says, I will supply all of your needs. So he's serving you still. You can serve him too. So the relationship is father and son, father and daughter serving one another. That's when you are totally free. And so you don't come into the house of God and be stiff. You don't come into the house of the Lord and, and, and be stoic. You don't come into the house of the Lord and be worried about what people think about you. You don't come into the house of the Lord and worry about what you're wearing. You don't come into the house of the Lord and worry about what you look like. You just come and say, my mind is made up and it's on Jesus and I'm going into the house of the Lord uh, to just be free. You come in this house to be free. You don't come here to get bound up and get all entangled with bondage. You came here to be free. So take the Lord's offer to be free. If you're not saved, get saved. If you're never been born again, get born again. If you haven't committed your life to God, commit your life to God. If you're not holy, become holy. If you're not righteous, take on his righteousness, but be free. God loves you, church. And we're not going to go into our new building stoic, in bondage, concerned about what people think, concerned about what people say, concerned about how people are looking at us. We're going forward in doing God's will. And that's what makes us free. When we sing, we sing with vibrancy, with energy, and with excitement and joy because we're free. We're free. We're not bound up. When we preach the word, we preach liberty. We preach deliverance. We preach salvation. It's freedom. Don't you go any place where it's condemnation, where they're telling you you will never be. Don't you go any place, though, where they're always telling you all the good stuff and never tell you some of the things that you need to know. In this house, you're free. You're going to hear the truth. You're going to hear the word of God and the word of God. The gospel of Jesus Christ, when you obey it, is what makes you free. Give the Lord some praise in this house today. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise in this house. Come on, you can lift your voice. You can lift your voice. You can clap your hands and begin to praise and lift up the name of Jesus. I want you to go ahead and give him praise. I want you to honor God today because it's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Come on, let's praise him today. Come on, let's give him praise. You're free. God has made you free. There is joy
0: in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy.